0: This episode is brought to you by Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. Get into your best shape with their comprehensive programs. So sign up now to either their basic package or warrior package with the code PSPKB, all caps, for 15% off. Stay fit this winter with Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind.
1: It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters.
2: Welcome back to the Pro Sports Podcast. I'm your co-host, Neil Wallace-Bruce, a.k.a. NWB, and I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Colbert Durant, a.k.a. Kobe. Kobe, how you doing? I'm
0: good, buddy. I'm goody. How you doing?
2: Pretty good. Trying to stay warm in this, in this cold winter, but <laughs> you know how it is. Of course. And, and we have a guest who knows a little bit about winter. She grew up in Manitoba. If you're from Manitoba, you know a thing or two about the core, I can tell you that much. She's a two-way star for the t- Toronto Six, and she is about to embark on her first ever All-Star Showcase in the PHF. It is Taylor Woods. Taylor, how are you doing?
1: Hey, I'm good. How are you?
2: Not too bad, not too bad. Has it sunk in yet that you're going to the the All-Star Showcase?
1: Um not really like it's uh, i think like when you're there right you sort of see other people there and you go to the rank. i think that's sort of when it will sink in but even just yeah i just reflected on like the honor of like hey like because you get voted in by the gms the players uh the coaches so uh getting recognized uh as an all-star this year is fantastic
2: no doubt about it now it is it is unfortunate in a way because it was initially going to be hosted in the city of Toronto, but due to COVID and uh, restrictions, it has not moved to Buffalo for 2022. If you're listening, the All-Star Showcase does involve three teams, and it is a bit of a, a round-robin format being played on Saturday, January 29.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be fun, but it's going to be it's going to be serious at the same time. But I think you guys are going to have a lot of fun down there. You mentioned Elaine Chuli now. Currently, she has yet to lose a game this season. She's playing phenomenal for the Toronto Six and Net. And you actually had the opportunity to play with her on the under-18 squad back in the day, right?
1: Yes, I did. So she played phenomenal back then when, like, helping us win gold. And she's playing phenomenal this season. Like, I haven't – this is one of the best hockeys I've seen her play, so – Yeah, it's easy to play in front of her and she makes the saves. She makes the saves that people don't think she's going to make.
0: Yeah, so you mentioned playing in front of her is like a bonus for you, but that's sort of – it makes sense to me that you ended up on the All-Star squad because currently, even playing in the defensive position, you're the third highest point scorer on the team behind the captain, Cheyenne D'Arcangelo and the MVP, Michaela Grant-Mentis, so – What do you attribute your ability to get into the play on the offensive end?
1: I played most of my life as a forward. So when I played uh, the U18s, I actually played as a forward. So knowing when to jump in, I like to join the rush. I like to be around the net. Um, And I just like to shoot, right? So just getting pucks on net, either getting pucks around the net just to create havoc. That's sort of my play. So I have a lot of offensive abilities from just previous experience.
0: Okay, okay. So basically, you're a converted forward.
1: Yeah, actually, I've played how many games? I've played four games so far. And that might be related to the stats. I played four games this year as a forward and then uh, the other seven or eight as a defense.
0: That makes total sense then. So do you have any idea? Like, do they tell you ahead of time what your role will be at the uh, All-Star Show showcase? Or is it just kind of backyard hockey, basically?
1: I'm I'm going as a defense, but I'm assuming it's just going to be pick up hockey, right? You go out and it's like, hey, like this is sort of who you're on with, and let's sort of see what type of plays we can make and beauty plays we could set
0: up. Right on, perfect.
2: Yeah, that that's going to be fun, and it's going to be f- just awesome just to see the best of the best on display. There's going to be skills, talents, and yeah, it's so good that the game is now on ESPN Plus and. You get seeing some games on TSN and TSN Direct in Canada. How important is that for the games development in Canada in particular, Taylor?
1: It's big, especially now. It's just the hype from the Winter Olympics. Everyone wants to get back and playing. So everyone sort of just, even like Jittery's okay, when's hockey's going to come back? When's hockey going to come back? And we get to join that excitement through like a broadcast. So uh, I know TSN, like when we played Buffalo, was huge. I have... Uh, some people that reached out to me that I work with their daughters through coaching is like, hey, yeah, we saw you on TSN, like, keep it up. And But it's huge. It sort of continues that momentum and it shows that visibility aspects that uh, women's hockey needs. So
2: There we go. And, yeah, like you said, it's it's exciting. The people that you grew up seeing on TV, that must be um, an exciting feeling. Now, you're one of the, the OGs for the six. You were one of the original five. Uh, to sign up for the team, as well as Elaine Julie. <laughs> Elaine Julie is someone that's been by your side, you go way back. Obviously, joining the team was, was an, a quick decision. What convinced you to sign up for the Toronto Six?
1: It was a new opportunity for me. Like, even in the last season, like I was looking for hockey. I was playing uh, with the Brantford Ice Cats in the like, senior A. Uh, we were going to go on to provincials and dominate there. We were coming back. But as, like, I joined that team late and realizing as we were playing and, like, making our comeback season, I was like, I really miss playing for a championship. I really miss playing for something and that camaraderie, right, coming to the rink. Everybody's like, hey, you know what, here's the goal. This is what we're going to set out for. And it turned into the Isabel Cup through the last two seasons with the T6 and just talking to different people in my corner, like with the opportunity, like when I was making my decision, it's like, oh, should I do it? It's like, like, why not?
2: Yeah. And that's the thing. You've joined Canada's team. You made history in 2020 in the Israel Cup. Unfortunately, just falling short, but things are looking pretty good for this year. I'm not going to lie.
0: Okay. Uh, so you're from Morden, Manitoba, and I've got there. MyMorden.ca up here says it's the home of the Corn and Apple Festival.
1: Yes, it's one of the biggest (laughs) festivals in Manitoba.
0: Oh, see, see? Said with pride. Said with pride.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Now, it's right on the American border, correct?
1: Uh, It's like 20 20, uh, kilometers. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, were you a hockey fan growing up?
1: How, like, describe fan, like, sort of following the NHL, or just literally I was, like, living out my passion of hockey, and, like, I was, like, a rink rat, so I was always at the rink.
0: Okay, all right. So you didn't have too much time to follow the NHL, basically.
1: Uh, When the Jets came, I sort of had to become a Jets fan, so, uh, like, back in 2011, so it was still sort of, like growing up. And unfortunately I, I left so I couldn't see, but like when the jets were coming, like there was big hype and it's like, okay, uh, I got to follow these guys. It's going to be crazy. So.
0: All right. So that, that really was my question was whether or not, uh, people from Morden actually support American teams versus the jets.
1: Ooh. Oh, so like Minnesota. That's right. Yeah, like, it was, like, okay, like, sort of team team to follow, like, sure. But, like, I would definitely follow a Canadian team. You just have that uh flag pride and stuff, so.
0: Oh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. I, I just had to ask. When I saw the Morgan website, I, <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh a little bit to myself. <laughs> now, where do you guys practice, and what's your practice schedule like with the uh, Toronto Six?
1: So, we practice at York Canland there, so uh, we – We sort of have like a condensed like Tuesday, Thursday, we try to get everything in, like workout, video, practice. So practices are like around like an hour, 20, an hour and a half. Sometimes we get the occasional Wednesday or the occasional weekend if we're not playing, uh, just to sort of keep ourselves just engaged and up to speed. But for the most part, it's Tuesdays, Thursdays, we come together and just work hard.
0: And is there anyone else from that gold-winning team, the under-18s, that you either play with or play against in PHF?
1: Ooh, now you—I'm going down the roster. There's definitely players that I like. When I was like the different levels, I've played against. So like Shannon Doyle, I've went to a camp with her. Who else? I went to. I went to a camp with a with a few in that um, age group. I just it's not off the top of my head. If I had a roster in front of it, like rosters in front i was like, okay, here's, here's the people, but definitely met a lot of people crossing paths. And there's a couple of Manitobans too. Actually, uh, actually, Bricklick there from oh, okay. the new pickup from Minnesota. So yeah. hands like no other. When we played her in our first game, she made a move on me. and like, I bit on that move really hard. <laughs> and I'm hoping no one saw that, but <laughs> I'll, I'll let her take that one.
0: Okay. And, uh, Last question before we pass you back to me. Is there a, a big difference between Coach Joslin's coaching style and Digit's coaching style?
1: Yes. There's there's a, there's a <laughs> difference. Right. T6 was known last year for like the dance parties, like Taylor Swift and dance parties. Mark may, may dance. You know what? Like during the finals, <laughs> I, I have no doubt that he's going to throw out some TikTok dance moves, but just the dance parties aren't quite there. So a little bit different pace, but people are responding. Like I know just... In the games and stuff, he has great points from his background. Um, as he comes across when we're doing systems like special teams, and he's very detailed in his video. So detailed in his video and faceoffs. So that's what we've learned a lot from and applied to our very talented group. They've done such a tremendous job this season, and like I know, like even just like recognizing it is just. They do so much more than what Tom would think of. So just creating that whole experience, especially in the first season, like at home, is huge.
2: Mm, yeah. And I can imagine. I mean, we've seen Digit is in and around the ice on game day. And it's almost like she's still coaching. She still has that energy drive, even though she's just kind of moved upstairs to the president. Well, to just being the president as opposed to being president and head coach.
1: Yeah, I think she would love the bench. The players is like, you know, just like as a guest coach, you come on and just see that energy. And then all of a sudden it's just like you get some laughs and everything. But then you also get some like good hockey points. Uh, and just managing just the, like, the lines and such. She's really good at that. I think it would be a shock, especially to our rookies that have never seen her on the bench. Just only heard the myths about the legends. So
2: there we go. <laughs> yeah. The urban legend that is, uh Digi Murphy. Yeah, <laughs> she's been in the game for a while. She was—I didn't know before I spoke to her that she was the first uh, female broadcaster at, at the Winter Olympics when she covered the hockey. So that—that that was pretty awesome.
1: I know a lot of points about Digit and I actually didn't know about I didn't know about that one too. So that's—you learned something.
2: There you go. You learn something every episode on the Pro Sports Podcasts, and you're listening yeah. to Pro Sports Podcasts with NWB and Kobe now. I have to ask you going off to Buffalo, you've grew up in Canada. So what's your take on the Buffalo poutine, like a Buffalo wings poutine? Is that, is that a yay or a nay in your book?
1: You know what? I would give it a try. I've never heard of any sort of food. Like I know poutine, but like Buffalo wing poutine, it just sounds very zesty. So yeah, I would give it a try.
2: Okay. Maybe it's the next,
1: All right. uh, all-star pre-game food.
2: Yeah, there we go. Now you mentioned the dance um, parties that used to happen. Who is the best dancer on the team? You can be honest. This is a safe <laughs> space.
1: <laughs> safe. Okay. Well, okay. So we do have some aspiring TikTok stars, which are, they actually made. I think a T6 TikTok. So I would say, like this season, that uh, they're pretty. They're pretty good dancers. So like Bucky, uh, Amy Curlew would be those top two uh last year you know what meg quinn came up with some decent decent moves julie allen of course was spin head of that whole dance gang so or the dance crew so there's there's some pretty good people that dance (laughs) let's just say that the least
2: all right we may or may not be speaking to some other toronto six players so we're gonna find out if you're telling the truth or not
0: And if you're being humble because you didn't mention yourself in that conversation. Oh,
1: no. I would be on the bottom. (laughs) I do not expose any of my dance It's like dancing in the dark. (laughs) Okay.
2: I don't know. We've seen seen you on the ice. We've seen seen some of your moves on the ice. You've got got some poise.
1: I I get lost when I don't have like a hockey stick or like a puck. (laughs) I need that in order to make moves. Otherwise, I'm just like, what am I supposed to do with these uh, two feet here? So...
2: Okay, okay.
1: Be sure to join the Pro Sports Podcasters Facebook group where you will be able to interact with the hosts and talk to other sports fans. Now back to the show.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask you who you consider to be your your biggest threat as a team. I mean, right now you're top of the table. You're closely followed by the Connecticut Whale who've been great as of late. But your only losses are to the Boston Pride. Which team is it you do you think you're going to have the hardest time with going forward?
1: I think it would have been like nice to sort of see the whale, how they sort of played and adapted, but it's nice to sort of see them towards the end of the season. Mm -hmm. But I think the pride will be one of our biggest challenges just because of just like both are really good on paper. It's just the style of play that we play, the style of game that they play It seems like they always have our number. So we got to make sure that we change, change a couple of things, uh, control the game to play us, to play like our style a little bit more dominantly. And then hopefully just. Put a few more pucks in the net.
0: We've seen massive growth in the league itself. How are the players responding to the addition of new sponsors and more eyes on the sport? Like, how is it for you guys?
1: I'm just trying to ride that wave, right? So like even like my responsibility as a player is yes to be an advocate, but yes to show that good product. So when you have like big new sponsors come up or big deals and sort of future headings that are are advantageous, then it's just like, okay, I gotta make sure that I'm up to up to par. I'm correct, like I'm getting my craft a little bit better. I'm I'm playing to the level that Uh, we want this game to be at. So it's just, it's motivating. I know like when I go practice, when I do like my extra skill stuff or uh, we're on the ice and it's like, Hey, like we gotta, let's sort of increase the level of play and uh, get better every day.
0: It's kind of cool on your wiki that it's got you as the, the last goal scorer in the CWHL. It's kind of a neat little stat to have actually.
1: Oh really? Oh, that's cool. I again, I didn't even notice that. So I gotta.
0: Do you not Google yourself?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not something that I think of to do. She's it's... not that kind of person. <laughs> that's that's sick. I'm just trying to. Remember, I I that even that, that last season of CWHL was just all together with like the the highs of the championship the year before and then just the fallout of the league. it's just all meshed together. So. <laughs> That's
0: cool, yeah, no it's a, I thought it was a kind of a neat thing to to bring up. You're like a trivia question now, so
2: there you go. <laughs> yeah, and also another trivia question could be, who was the first person to score at the under eighteen championships in 2012 and the answer will be Taylor woods
1: <laughs> see and I also. Don't, I didn't even remember that either. Like I think we played Switzerland in the first game, and I know I, I played really, really well in that. I gelled with my line mates. Uh, but yeah, all I remember is winning gold with my team.
2: There we go. You're such a team player. But, and you're also a trainer as well. Am I right?
1: Yes. I'm a skills coach and strength coach. So strength trainer. Just do a little bit online, but just at a facility as well. So
2: There we go. So, yeah, tell us a little bit more about Taylor Woods training.
1: Yeah, so it's growing up, like, I always just like, hey, like, I'm going out for training. I'm always like, because I had a lot of sports. And it's like, okay, like, what can I do? Like, what can I train to be the most athletic? So let's just say, for example, I get all of a sudden I get chased by a bear, I'm able to run away from that bear, something like that. (laughs) Right. So just always being on your toes ready for any obstacle. So I just sort of apply that to my coaching as well as have that sort of player uh, athlete perspective, like, Hey, what are they thinking about? Like, what do they want? Like, what do they need to hear at this moment? And how do they need to get to that next level in this day and age? So that's sort of how I approach my coaching and even like, my own training and programming is like, okay, like what does this athlete need to do to get to that next level or like to achieve their goals. So I'm very fortunate to do that in terms of uh, strength and conditioning, because that's what I'm known of to be that powerhouse off the ice as well as uh, with hockey. So, uh, helping I, I think I'm like, I call myself the student of the game. Just knowing the ins and outs, being a smaller play on the ice, I got to make sure I know what type of plays are happening so I can make the right footwork and the right decisions because I got to cover a lot of ice and being 5'2", so so that's sort of where both those apply.
2: Yeah, now you touched on something just now. Uh, yes, you mentioned that you are a little bit small compared to all the plays on the ice, but off the ice, you're, you're incredibly strong. Tell us a little bit about being a a professional strong woman. Is that the correct term?
1: Strong. Yeah, strong woman. Yeah. So I, like after the bubble last year, uh, I decided to try to go for my pro card for strong woman uh, in the U64 class. So it's like an online qualifier, provincials and nationals. And I ended up, well, I swept nationals. So they were... Like on the fence, whether they're going to give other weight classes their pro card, but they decided to give me my pro card this year. So I am officially pro strong woman in Canada for the U64 class. So uh, I get to compete at different national and international shows when Canada has their strongest woman. I can go compete in that. And then, yeah, to just sort of just keep, compete like with the top in the world with my weight class. So currently I'm doing a qualifier called Clash U64. I am, what, I'm sixth out of 45 athletes. Right on. And the first event was like one of my weaker events. So I'm very happy that I was able to pull off and stay in contention. Um, I have to be top 12 to get asked for the real show down in Plano, Texas. So I'm looking forward to the other qualifiers to see where I rank against just this group of athletes.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. It's awesome to see that you're obviously a champion hockey player, but you're more than just that. You're, you're a trainer and you're also strong off the ice. And obviously being strong physically, that's adapted your mental toughness as well. Yeah, I just really think that's, I think that's really cool. You got that versatility because you're also a two-way player. So one more quick question. So I think it was against the Metropolitans from memory. It was either the Metropolitans against Minnesota. The team was shorthanded and coach asked you to play offense. Do you remember that?
1: Uh, Yes.
2: Take us through that process if you don't mind.
1: You can't anticipate some of these things uh, like during practice or like how the team personnel is and uh, like how the roster is looking. He, I think the first time he gave me a phone call, it's like, hey, you know what? We're going to try you forward. Are you cool with that? I was like, yeah, like, I'm cool. Like, let's try and practice. So I had, I was able to get uh, one to two practices before I actually stepping into that game, sort of get, get those offensive uh, rushes back in. And then I had some of the best linemates, like they're young, but they're able to create something out of nothing. Uh, they're open, they're, they're in the right spot so it was good to get back and like just to sort of have that line and have that energy with them so it's just knowing it's like because i've been both back and forth so for me it's just like okay mentally preparing what's the uh, what's the forecheck like what's my what am i supposed to do in these roles like and then it's just more like creating chemistry and sort of seeing how what's the tendencies of my line mates more because you want to operate as that three-man unit on that offensive plays offensive chances so you got to know where they are to make those quick passes
2: yeah i noticed that uh the team this year definitely has a a pacey style of play very pacey and very
0: very physical so love to see it and hope it continues yeah it's it's cool that you got the strong woman thing going on as well is there anybody else in the uh locker room that's got some real power
1: there's some few people that are like really strong. Like even when we go into the weight room, like you sort of look around. It's like, oh yeah, like you got a red plate on. Like a red plate is like 45. So it's like, yeah. yeah. So that's how you sort of identify. But people are sturdy on the ice. Like I remember going out in the first practice and okay, so kid me not, my skates weren't sharpened, but Marino comes over and just sends me like six feet across the ice. I'm like, oh, okay. I got to look up for you. So we definitely have some power. And just some puck protection. So I think that's what also just makes us just a uh, puck controlling team. So very fun to watch. Very fun to, to create that time and space. But very pesky in practice. As a defense, going down in odd man rushes, like that's the worst. <laughs> Having like three on two, you sort of see Dark Angelo's line or like Bobby's line. And like, oh, you just go down. It's like, okay, I'm just going to try to make myself big.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Now, speaking of making themselves look big. Lindsay Eastwood looks huge on the ice.
1: Oh, she's like even just standing beside her on the bench. Yeah, no, I can confirm she is tall. So, but she's also very crafty. She's the type of stick handling plays that she's able to make under pressure. The shots that she's been taking, and I know she scored two five-hole goals this year, Mm -hmm. but uh, she's still like flourishing as a defenseman. It's very even... It's fun to see her how she grew from last year to this year. So very, if you forget about her on the ice as an opponent, like uh, that's just not a good idea.
0: Yeah, it's got to be awesome when you do have her on the opposite side to know that the two of you pretty much have it covered. And if you don't, (laughs) Elaine truly has got you covered. So you got to be playing with a lot of confidence.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And just confident, like even any linemate that I'm with, is like, hey, like uh, we got this back end, like the th- the goalie, the two defense is like, OK. We just work together. We talk things out uh, and we just have, we have a solid decor. So we've grown over the season, but we've definitely we're definitely improving with every game.
0: Awesome. Now, before we let you go, where can our fans follow you on social media?
1: I'm mostly on Instagram at T. Training. I'm I don't wanna age myself, but I, I'm not on TikTok. Uh, I just haven't haven't got into it, you know, and not don't want to show off my dance moves at all. So I'm not on TikTok. You can just mostly follow me on Instagram.
0: Okay, perfect. And where do you follow the uh strong woman competition?
1: There's difference. So the strongman circuit also changed a little bit. They changed government bodies, so strongman corp canada is now the running body for strongman it's going to be its first season so it's still working itself out a little bit but you can find all your information um there
0: awesome thanks
2: yeah we'd love to see it and congratulations again on on being selected to the showcase but i'm sure the ultimate goal is to bring the Israel cup across the border so Damn right. good luck. good <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you thank you yeah no, it's just eyes in the prize for sure
2: there we go. and we have
1: some weekends in this we sort of built and then we just just let it go and just let ourselves play and fight for every period and every puck
2: there we go and you can watch Taylor and the Toronto Six fighting for the puck on ESPN Plus in the United States and TSN and TSN Direct in Canada Taylor it's been a pleasure to have you on
0: uh,
1: my pleasure
0: if you have any questions for the pro sports podcasters be sure to reach us on our twitter account where you can also
2: slide into our dms and catch the latest snippets
0: dirt and other exclusive things that we will tweet check us out at ppodcasters on twitter